testimony of my daughter, Christiana. But God said, you tell it to the people here. Young people, please listen. I got to get this through to everybody. Mothers, don't give up on your children. Don't. Don't give up on your children. Last Thursday, I called Christiana. It was about 1030 that night. She wasn't in. And I wrestled with that. I wrestled with that because I know she was supposed to be in a certain time. So then later on that night, she called me back because I left a message on her answer machine. And her dad said he had emailed her Thursday. And we hadn't heard from her in about a week or two. And when you don't hear from your child, what do you do? You just pray. That's what I did. And uh, he emailed her Thursday and came on him so strong to email her Friday. And I didn't really know what was going on, so I had to take Selena Saturday, which was yesterday, to her EOG study session. And while I was gone, I come back home with eight messages on my answer machine. Collect call, collect call. I said, oh, God. One voice was Christiana. She said, Mom, I'm so afraid. She said, will you call me? I put the, after the message went forth, I took up went up like that. I said, God, I don't know where my child is because I tried to call her at her uh, dorm and she wasn't in a room. I said, but God, you know, you intervened in my child's behalf. We gave her to you when she was a babe. The enemy trying to destroy her life. She has a calling on her life, but God is in your hands. So finally that evening, when I tried to call William, I couldn't get him. I was just left all alone, but that was okay because you know what? I prayed. I prayed. Sometimes you might not have nobody around you, but what you better do, you better pray for yourself. And so that's what I did. And why that evening, Christy called again, collect. And I talked to her on the phone. Her spirit went out her body. She died Friday night. Now, y'all hear this. She died Friday night. She seen the deaf angel come. He came to her. She was running, and she said, Mama, a lot of people is not going to believe this. She said the deaf angel was coming. He had a change on his feet. He had a black hood on. He had a black robe on. He was coming to get me. Now, I don't understand all of this, but I know one thing. God knew. So she said, Mom, I'm so fearful. Would you pray for me? I said, Honey, yes, I'm going to pray for you. I said, We're going to get in contact with your daddy. She said, I died, Mama. And she said, What I did, I even bit my hand to make sure that this was real. This was real. Her spirit left her body. Where was she going? To hell. Do y'all hear that? She knew it. God spoke to her and told her all of this said, because your mother prayed for you. Now, I don't get no glory. I give this glory to God. She said, Mama, I heard your voice of everybody else that was praying. Yours was the strongest. She said, Mama, you said, Christiana, you shall not die. You shall live and not die. She said, I kept hearing your voice. And she said, the death angel was coming. 
she ran, she ran. She went to this place where she shouldn't have been, first of all. And what happened? I'm going to tell y'all the story because some of y'all got to hear it. Some of y'all got it. Baron, is that okay? This is so important. She went to this guy's house. He was smoking weed. I'm not ashamed to tell it because somebody, child, maybe have done the same thing, but God had mercy. Okay? She went to this house. The guy was smoking weed. She took one puff. She ran out the house. That's when she realized she was dying. She ran down the street calling for help. She said, Mama, where I was wondering, where are the intercessors? I got to find somebody to lead me to Jesus because I'm dying and going to hell. She knew she was dying and going, this is real. This is nothing to play with, young people. Nothing to play with. Nothing to play with. Your soul is more important than the world's goods and stuff. Hallelujah. So what he did... She, the guy got scared because he thought she had lost her mind. He come running down, the, uh, got in his car, trying to find her. She said she saw cars coming, trucks coming, knocking at the window, stopping the people like she had lost her mind. Would you help me? Would you take, take me to Jesus? I need to get saved. Said the death angels coming behind him. She said she saw the death angel just following her. But she was running so fast. And she said, Mama, this is real. This is real. Where she at? She saved the day, y'all. It took this to get her saved. Oh, yes. It took this to get my daughter from going to hell. I told her, she said, the Lord spoke and told her, the reason why you alive today, you was one step of going to hell. Just one, one step. That's so close. She said, well, hell was so hard, Mama. Just one step. So hard. She went back to her room. She said she got there. She don't understand all. She know the police was coming behind her. She was knocking at folks' doors. Please, everybody shutting the door in her face. She said they, they were scared of her. Apparently somebody don't call the police and said she lost her mind. But what she was running from the devil, he was coming to get her, the death angel. And I'm here to tell all of y'all parents, mothers, don't give up on your kids. I don't care what it looked like. I didn't give up on mine. I listened to her. She talked about, oh, mom, I'm having so much fun. Mm-hmm. But I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Oh, mom, I'm having so much fun. Yeah, now she's having fun now because she's really saved, y'all. She's running for her life. Hey, she's running for her life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I mean, you know, I'm, y'all, I didn't plan this. I didn't plan to get up here, but you know what? I was driven up here. I mean, I've just cried and wept doing praise and worship. Lord saying now tell it. Because some young people need to hear it. Some mother need to hear it. Some mother need to hear it. And William, myself, and Christiana, you know, she was still fearful last night. We prayed for her on the phone. We told her now she can run for her life. She's doing fine. She said the Lord spoke and told her. The calling was still there. But she rejected him. She didn't want this to go this route. He was going to let her die and go to hell because she rejected him. Because your mother prayed, I did not allow the deaf angel to come. Isn't that awesome? There's power in prayer. Power in prayer. Power in prayer. Young people, take heed to this word today. You don't hear nothing else. This is real. This is no game to play with. Your soul is more important 
Young girls, live for God. Live for God. Young men, live for God. Christy said, the Lord said, I'm soon to come. I'm soon to come. He said, I have great work for you to do. She said, Mama, I'm cleaning up my room. Everything not like God is going. It's going. I said, if this is what it took, so be it. I'm glad, you know. <laughs> Shoot. I, I said, she can do the work of the ministry with her dad. Shoot. I want all the mamas to stand up. All mamas stand, please. Okay, we're going to pray if you're a mama. That's what the Lord's saying this morning. Well, all the mamas come up here. Come forward, mamas. Yeah, it doesn't mean, you know, you, you may be a mama from a long time ago or, or a mama to be. But the Lord wants to, uh, He's speaking to moms. That's pretty obvious. Uh, Francine, come up here. I want you to pray for the mamas, okay? Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I just say thank you right now. I said thank you, Lord, right now. I thank you for all of these moms that are here today. I thank you, Lord, while their hands are up, God, you touch them. You touch them, God, from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Lord, I ask you, oh God, if there's one mother that have given up on their child, that she will change today. Lord, that she will cry to you in behalf of her children. Lord, not one of these parents' child would die and go to hell. Not one of them would die and go to hell. I feel this in the name of Jesus. I thank you right now, Lord, because, oh God, you said the prayers, the effective prayers of a righteous man are valid much. That's also mean a woman too. Hallelujah, Jesus. And Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for these moms. I thank you for these moms. Some of them are crying every night for their child. They see what their children is going through. But God, I thank you. They're not going to give up. They're not going to give up. They will continue to pray until they break, oh God. Pray until it break, hallelujah. Pray until the change come, hallelujah. And I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. And also, God, I pray for the fathers. Oh, God, the fathers also, oh, God, I pray for them, too. They have a role to, pray, to do also, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let them be the head of the household, Lord. Let them be the head of the household, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I just thank you for everything today. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. When I was in the sixth grade, I started dying. I had a, just stupid stuff kids do, but... You know, people say you see your whole life flash before you when you die. I saw my life flashing before me, and, and the Lord had mercy on me and uh, kept me from dying at that moment. Um, <clears throat> but I could have died. I would have went to hell then if I would have died. And what Francine said was the truth. Uh, there is a death angel. There is. And one of these days, uh, if you don't know the Lord, this is serious what she's talking about. You better hear what she's saying. That was God. 
You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just God to get the mamas to pray, and that was God. Mamas need to pray. But you better hear, if you're not knowing the Lord, if you've backslidden today, um, if you've turned your life away from Christ, there is demonic things <laughs> that'll get you. They want you. The devil wants you. You hear what I'm saying to you? The devil wants you. And it's, it's destruction. It's not, it's, it's destruction. So I believe God really, you know, Lord, I just ask you right now, convict Holy Spirit. Convict. Lord, I pray for every person in this room who's not, Lord, this is what I pray. You would deliver, and I pray this especially for the young people, the backsliders in this room, the ones who've never accepted you, that you would deliver them from the pleasure of sin. Lord, all of a sudden, just like with me, one day they'd find out, man, this stuff's ridiculous. This is so boring. This is so stupid. They would get dissatisfied with smoking pot, Father. They would get dissatisfied with drinking. They would get dissatisfied with pornography. They would get dissatisfied with everything the world and the devil offers them to deliver them from the pleasure of sin. Let them see the futility of it. The futility of it, God. Let it dissatisfy them. Let it bore them, Lord. They would get bored with sin. And God, that you would deliver them from the, deliver them from the penalty of sin, God. Which is that death angel. Which is death, God. You deliver them from the penalty of sin. And God, I know as you deliver from the penalty, you also deliver us from the power of sin. That sin has no longer a hold on us. That we don't have to sin. Lord, I just ask you for that power to come now on all of us, God. For those in this room who accept, well, I'm just going to sin. And they would accept the power of God to be free from sin. And Lord, we know one day in heaven we'll be delivered from the presence of sin. We'll be, there'll be no sin in heaven. And Lord, I believe for all of us who've accepted Christ, that's what is going to happen, Lord. But for now, God, we ask you for the power to overcome. And I believe that power is resident within our spirits for those who know Christ. And for those who do not know Christ, you've got you to get Jesus into your life. You've got to let Him come into you because that is the only way to overcome sin is Jesus. He gives you the Spirit. He empowers you. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. I really appreciate Francine obeying the Lord and doing that. That was good, Francine. Amen. Okay, I want to make an announcement here. I didn't make it too good. Or Remember last week we right, handed this thing out to you called Supernatural Dreams and Visions Part 2. <laughs> well, there was a conference down at the movies at the lake this week with a guy named uh, Bob Griffin. And <clears throat> um, Bob Griffin is going to be at our church tonight, okay? But it's not a part of this conference. You don't have to pay, in other words, to come. Now, Bob Griffith is uh, he's a prophet. And from what I understand, he um, has a very accurate, strong, prophetic gifting. Um, he, uh, now, basically what's going to happen, another church, uh, Family Worship Center, is the name of the church. They're over in... Uh, in Charlotte, but they don't, they, they don't have their own building. They asked, could they use our building uh, for, for Bob Griffin to come? And, and they're going to basically do the meeting and basically use our building. But they've invited any of you who would like to come 
and to this meeting and be blessed by Bob Griffin's ministry. Now, I don't know much about Bob Griffin. I do know he's legitimate. Um, he has a very legitimate prophetic gift. From, from what I understand, his prophecies are very accurate. In other words, they come true. <laughs> are y'all with me? <laughs> I mean, you don't want a prophet that doesn't have true pro pro prophecies. Um, he's from Detroit, Michigan. There's a guy named Kim Clement. I, some of you know about Kim Clement. You TBN fans know about Kim Clement. He's from Detroit. And, and Bob, I guess, sort of came out of Kim Clement's ministry. So I want to invite you at 7 o'clock. Their worship team is going to do the worship. So everybody's welcome to come. He gives personal words. Actually, the name of the meeting, he calls it a, uh, let me figure this out here. Uh, special Intimate Evening of the Prophetic. Special Intimate Evening of the Prophetic, which I think he does a lot of personal prophetic ministry. And I, I talked to a couple of people and said, you know, he gave some words over people, and within a week those words happened. So, okay, if you like prophecy. Amen? Okay, Lord, we just thank you for this morning. Um, we bless you, Jesus. Mm. God, we just want, we want to be, we want to be with you. We want to be established, Lord Jesus, in you. We want to be on Christ the solid rock we stand. Christ the solid rock we stand. All other ground is seeking sand. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Open your Bibles to um, Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1. I'm going to read verse 4 and 5 to you. Are y'all in a good shape this morning? Good, good. That's good. Jeremiah 1, verse 4 and 5. I think the Lord wants to say something to us this morning. I think He gave me something to really say. Um, so God help me say it. Jeremiah 1, verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born... I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Everybody say the word before. Um, I believe what God wants to do is He wants to impart something into us that would establish us. Okay? God wants to put something in us that would create in us a stability. Okay? An a stability and an ability, a peace in our hearts that's immovable and unshakable, that no matter what happens, good or bad, that we could stand and be um, all that God's called us to be. Now, I think the key word in all this is before. Before the womb, before anything, Jeremiah was chosen by the Lord to be a prophet. I mean, he didn't, it didn't have anything to do with Jeremiah. You know, Jeremiah wasn't even born yet, and God made a choice over Jeremiah's life. And everybody in this room, God's made a choice over your life before you did anything. And see, what I think happens a lot of times with the church and with us as individuals, um, we put a lot of emphasis on what we're supposed to do. Okay? We put a lot of emphasis on that in the church. We, and we want to understand, how do you live this Christian life out? How does this work? How do you do this? And I think that's real important. I mean, we need to understand those kind of things. But there's this other part that I believe if we don't get this other part, if we don't get this foundational other part in our lives, then we are always going to be shaky. 
And that's exactly what, you know, the Lord was saying to to Jeremiah is, is before, before anything, before you did anything, before you said anything, I had already made a choice over your life. I had established something in your life. Are you all with me? There's a scripture, Psalm 46, verse 10. It says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. And sometimes in your life, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes in my life, I just say, Lord, I just can't keep doing this. Have you ever felt like that? I just can't keep going. I just can't keep keep trying to work all this out in my life. Has anybody ever felt that? I just can't keep taking this class. I can't just keep hanging around with this person. I can't just keep doing this job. Has anybody ever felt those kinds of things in their life? Where you just tore up, you've tried to do everything you've known to do. Everything. And you just wore out in your life. You wore out on the inside. And you say to God, I just can't keep doing it. You hear stories. In fact, Becky and I knew a lady, a mother of young children, left her family. She, I, just, I just can't keep doing this. I just can't be a mama no more. Little babies. How could you do that? Little babies. You left them. You walked away. I just can't keep doing it. People... You know, leave things, leave marriages all the time because they just feel like they can't keep doing it. People walk away from God. They walk away from... I heard a guy tell me one time, I just can't, I don't want to keep following the Lord because I, I, I just don't want to feel like i got to just, you know, be something. I just can't... i got to quit being something. I'm just tired of having to, to, you know, act a certain way and be a certain way and everybody's looking to me for certain things. I just... I'm tired of it. Has anybody ever felt like that? God, I just want to get away. I want to run away. I'm not talking about taking a vacation. I'm talking about I just want to escape. Has anybody ever felt like they just wanted to escape? I want to get away from the everybody I know, everybody that's around me, and I just want to go somewhere else and hide. Well, that is not the Lord. <laughs> I wish it was. Everybody needs a vacation. <laughs> you know, you need a vacation. I'm going on a vacation. Thank you for that vacation. I was going to go in debt to do that. I wasn't planning on going in that much debt, but <laughs> but I need a vacation, I feel like. But I'll tell you, there's something else I have found in my life that I need. Is I need to hear God saying this to me. Be still and know. Just be still and know. Know. Be still and know. And I think God wants to speak that into our lives. Be still and know. I'm a big believer in this. I'm going to tell you. I'm a big believer in this. The Bible tells us, I think it's in James 1, 22, 23, something like that. Don't just be hearers of the Word, but be doers. And a man is blessed in what he does. Okay? I'm a big, big believer that we as Christians have to walk it out, live it out, and that we will be blessed in what we do. But the problem I find in my life is sometimes I get away from this being still and knowing. I get so far away from it, and I'm so far over here in this go-go-do-do, I just can't take it no more. I can't take it no more. I believe that's a big cause of divorce. You know, they think, you know, money and all that, you know, those are reasons, but I believe it goes beyond that. Trying to do something just can't do because we haven't, We've forgotten about being still and just knowing the Lord. Are you all with me? It's interesting what it says in James 1, 22. Be doers 
Be. That's the first thing. Just be. Be still and know. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to be first. And then when you do, after you be, after you're after you're a be for a while, then you can do. That's the second thing. You got that? But being being still and knowing knowing that He is God is not running away from your problems. It's not hiding. It's not isolating yourself. It's not leaving your family. It's not leaving your church. You know, those things you want to run away from. It's not any of that. Are y'all with me? So I think what we have to do is we have to emphasize, we have to emphasize being still. And we have to emphasize doing. You, you, but we've got to, here's the way we've got to do it. We can't emphasize one at the expense of the other. You got that? You hear what I'm saying to you? We don't just say, well, we're just going to be and throw out all the doing that God's called us to do. I think, you know, that's error. Or we're just going to do and we ain't going to never just be still. We're going to throw that out. See, one, they are married. They are married. And God wants both of those things to operate in our life. And we've got to have, a, we got to have the ability to be able to hear God and know when God's saying, shh, 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 just, just, just calm down. Just be still. Ever had a baby? <laughs> Ever had a baby? A little child got upset. You know how to... <laughs> you, ever, you, ever, you know how they do when they get, like, they get so upset they can't, they're about to hyperventilate. And you just take them up in your arms and you hold them. And you say, shh, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I can remember doing that to Grace. I can't remember doing that to Philip and Aaron too much. But I can just remember when Grace was a little, just holding her in my lap. Her just, you know, hyperventilating almost and just kissing her little head and smelling her. I can still smell her little head, little flimsy little hair. And, and I can't do that no more. <laughs> so parents, if you've got little children, you really need to really enjoy them. Because one day you'll want to and you can't. Because <laughs> they'll just look at you with this foul look on their face. And, well, what's wrong with you? <laughs> they don't like that stuff when they get old. But sometimes I think God wants to bring us up into His lap. Be still. And, and you know, a lot of times a child will just go to sleep there, just fall off into a sleep. Sometimes they'll just get up and walk off and play and be happy like nothing ever happened. I remember one time my mama beat me so bad. And I say beating. Back in my days, you got beatings. You didn't get spankings. You got beatings. I remember one time she beat me so bad. And I was so upset. that. She, and I can remember this day late. And I, can't, I can remember a lot of beatings my mama gave me. I remember one time my mama chased me, outran me, ran me down. And, she had a, and I can remember looking behind her and she was running like this with a switch in her hand. Ran me down, caught me and beat the fire, beat me every step of the way home. Every, I mean, just wearing my hide out. I mean, I deserved it. In fact, I didn't get enough weapons. But I remember this one time she beat me so bad, she put me to bed. And I can remember laying in that bed to this day. I can remember laying there almost hyperventilating. But I remember falling asleep and waking up, and everything was okay. Just well, everything's okay. I don't even—I I didn't even think about the beating. Didn't think about any of it except the stripes that were on my legs. They'd—they'd put you in jail now for what they used to do. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I feel like God. Recently, just in my normal Bible reading, I got to the Book of Job, 
And I thought, man, I do not want to read this book. I don't like this book, Lord. I already know all about this book. You know, I've read this book a bunch of times in my life. So I know a bunch about the book, Lord. I don't want to read it. I'm thinking about skipping it. But the disciplinary in me would not let me skip it because I like to go through the books of the Bible and read them just as they come. So I'm going to read this book and, you know, and just like, you know, that's the way you read it. Like, I don't want to talk about suffering. But here's what happened to me as I was reading it. I got into it. Suddenly I started living in it in the characters. I was thinking, wait a minute, because I know the end, Lord, and I know how you was feeling about some of this stuff, and I don't really... I'm sort of agreeing with some of the stuff these guys are saying in here that you got mad about. You know what I'm saying? I started getting into every character in there and thinking, yeah, what about that God? Why, you know, why is this? You know? But I do feel like the Lord spoke three things to me out of Job about being still and knowing God. Because I've been in a place in my life where I've needed to be still. And I think many Christians are in a place in their life where they just need to flat be still and know God. But I was surprised at what he said to me. So I just want to share this with you. And this is sort of just, you know, what God was speaking to me on, on a real personal level. Okay? Y'all with me? I need to get Francine. I'm going to tell you, I get Francine. I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to get out here and tell her, and she's going to interpret it for me. Because y'all seem to be liking her messages better than mine. Okay, look in the book of Job, chapter 1. I want to read. i got three things I feel like God told me now. This is not no, you know, this is no expository message of the book of Job. And there's a lot of different theological viewpoints on the book of Job. Okay? A lot of people have different concepts and ideas of how they feel this, what God's trying to communicate in this book. And, I mean, they're they probably right. You know, somebody recently tried to have this debate with me about it and, I wasn't as smart as him, so I decided I wasn't going to get into his debate. But I did tell him I didn't agree with what he was saying 100%. But this is the first thing. Let's read Job 1, 8 through 12. You see, what I believe the Lord wants, this is one thing the Lord told me. I think we all have believed this. Now, this is the truth. I feel like this is, God said this to me recently. He said, Byron... The reason there has not been a revival in your church like you wanted because it would have destroyed the church. That's what he said to him. It would have destroyed the church. What you wanted would have destroyed the church. Now, I've believed that, okay, in my...